As such, we are going to delve into a few Monday activities, including this typical one. The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. Ah, yes, time for me to give a pat on the back to those that are worthy of receiving one. And let us begin with Arsh Pal. Arsh Pal is 12 years old. 12 years old. Can you believe it? And he is a brilliant artist. He sells his paintings for charity. And so far, he's raised over $16,000 for charities. It all started when his parents bought him an acrylic paint set for his eighth birthday. They had enrolled their young son in several extracurricular activities, karate, piano. Arsh always had shown an inclination for art, and they wanted to encourage him. And once he had his own materials, he began spending much of his free time putting color to canvas. Maybe I'll try that with my one-year-old, right? Get him some paint. Although, if my attempts at getting him to read and do anything else is any indication, he would just put it in his mouth. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll wait a few years. As Arsh's paintings began to grow in number, he decided to give them as gifts to friends and family. He received such a positive response, he soon realized... His pieces had the potential to generate many more smiles and praise. So he started selling his art and donating the proceeds to charity. His first initiative was to raise $1,000 for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Since then, he's broadened his reach to benefit other organizations, including the childhood cancer nonprofit Compass to Care and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I love this kid's art. It's colorful. It's cheery, and it's just terrific. And I love that he's uh, giving the money to charity. I think it's a wonderful thing for young people to do. You know, you you come across so many 12-year-olds, and I think I was probably this way at 12. They're so self-involved, and they're so selfish that they think about what's best for them. And I remember when I was 12, and I didn't, you know, when you're 12 or whatever age, you don't think of yourself as selfish, You just think that's the way you are. And I remember at 12 reading about people or seeing people that would cry at movies. And I said, and I would think to myself at 12, who are these people that would cry at films? And now I cry all the time because the more you learn and more you're exposed to, the less self-involved that you become. The point is, and the reason I mention it here is because for this young boy to be so driven to give to others and so selfless at 12 years old, I think that's really, I think that's, uh, uh, it says a lot about Arsh Paul and his parents. I want to give a commendation as well to another amazing young man by the name of Josiah Johnson. Josiah Johnson was born without legs and still the more middle school student in Kentucky is a force to be reckoned with on the basketball court. Sure enough, this eighth grader has actually made his basketball team. This is a kid with no legs. Made his basketball team, and he's doing great. He earned a spot on the more middle school basketball team And uh, apparently he's a pretty good addition to the team. And it's his first time playing on a school basketball team. And he is not 
doing poorly as well. He earned a spot in the starting lineup, and he has been described as being an inspirational leader to his teammates. I would disagree with that. I think he's an inspirational leader to everybody. So uh, if you think about that, eighth grader, born with no legs, works so hard that he actually can make his school's basketball team and make the starting lineup, it really makes you appreciate that the challenges that we have in our own lives are all challenges that we, we can overcome. I appreciated that call from that woman in the first hour who talked about, uh, and that's why I'm glad that we heard some stories like that, who talked about being able to overcome inability to walk and arthritis and uh, severe obesity and turning that into being productive through music. I thought that was great. And I think Josiah Josiah Johnson, even though he's just an eighth grader, embodies a lot of that same determination and stick-to-itiveness. I want to commend Joanne McQueen and Marlissa Mercer. These are two best friends who won a million dollars playing the lottery and immediately decided to keep those good vibes rolling by heaping, by giving heaps and heaps of money away to their community in, uh, in, in Canada, in a province in Ontario. They identified several causes and charities in their hometown to give big fat checks to. First of all, Joanne McQueen describes the moment that she scanned her ticket at the Lotto Max machine at her neighborhood Shoppers Drug Mart. There was no ring-a-ding-ding, no sounds at all. The screen simply read $1 million and a free play. She recalls being stunned, and she began to shake. It was pretty cool. They donated all sorts of amounts of money to, uh, to places that McQueen's brother, who had died recently due to alcoholism, might have accessed during his life. Soldiers Memorial Hospital and uh, the Farley Foundation, which is an an Ontario-based charity that helps low-income pet owners take care of their animals. I think this is great. I think this is great. I want to commend, speaking of animals, Winston, the winner of the National Dog Show this year. Uh, The winner of uh, the Best in Show Award was a French bulldog. You know, my friend used to have a dog named uh, Winston that was, I think he was an English bulldog. But um, there's something about dogs named Winston that it's just a very bulldog name, isn't it? So sure enough, three-year-old Winston was the best in-show winner at the 2022 National Dog Show. So congratulations to Winston. Uh, Let me... Congratulate as well, Sergeant Jock Eric Negron. This is, uh, actually, no, it's uh, John Eric Negron, excuse me, of the Suffolk County Police Department. He <laughs> He's being called the baby whisperer because he has now assisted in his fifth newborn delivery in five years. He doesn't consider himself an expert in bringing children into this world. I, I don't know. This guy might be the law enforcement equivalent of um, the of good luck Chuck for expectant mothers. 37 years old, 
five babies in five years. Wow. And just last week, he was part of a team of cops who helped usher Owen Anthony Maldonado into the world in his family's living room. All right. I have to give a commendation to the governor of South Dakota, Christine Nome, And I never do this because, look, politicians make all sorts of decisions. Some I like, some I don't like. And so I try not to make commendations a forum for me just saying, yeah, you know, so-and-so did something I like. So I'm going to I'm going to commend them. I try to do this for charitable things or things that are a, a concrete record of achievement or something along those lines. I have to make a, an exception for South Dakota Governor Christine Nome. She has signed an executive order officially banning the Chinese-run social media platform TikTok uh, from state-owned devices that can access the Internet, including smartphones, tablets, and laptops. I don't think people have a full appreciation for how dangerous TikTok is and how dangerous its use all over the country and its growth all over the country is for all of us. This data is going straight to China. Do you think that the Chinese are going to use this for something good? No. At best, they're going to use this to sell you Chinese products. At worst, they're going to ultimately use this to hack into your data and get more stuff from you. And I don't know why you should have a right to go on social media unless it's for a work function on a state-owned device to begin with. Why should you be going on TikTok, even if TikTok wasn't Chinese-owned and essentially digital fentanyl, which is what they call it, why would you need to be going on to make dopey videos or watch dopey videos on a state-owned device? So I find this to be such an important decision, and they're now saying that maybe this will be a model for what other states can do. And I hope it is. So I am giving Christy Nome a commendation. We need more governors stopping look, state employees from using state property for TikTok. Look, you want to use TikTok on your own time? Fine. But it's way too dangerous to have state information, which you have on your phone, accessible to these Chinese companies like TikTok. So I say good for you, Christy Nome. I do commend you. I must also commend Dwayne The Rock Johnson, professional wrestler turned actor. He uh, posted on Instagram something very nice. He, when he was 14 and hungry, he used to steal candy bars from a 7-Eleven. Well, he went back to that same 7-Eleven in an Instagram video, and he entered this 7-Eleven location in Hawaii, and in an attempt to make things right, purchased every last Snicker bar on the store's shelves. He said, quote, I finally exercised this damn chocolate demon that's been gnawing at me for decades. We were evicted from Hawaii in 1987, and after all these years, I finally got back home to right this wrong. I was broke as hell. The same clerk was there every day and always just turned her head and never busted me. Now, I recognize to some extent this is a publicity stunt. You know what? I think that's great. I think that's fine. 
That's what people that are celebrities do. They engage in publicity. And if it's something that shows uh, correcting some past misdeeds, I think that's great. Uh, So good for you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I want to give a commendation to raw honey. New study finds raw honey may help lower blood sugar and cholesterol levels. You know, the more that we find out about honey, the better it is. So honey is a natural sweetener. It's delicious. You put it in tea, put it on toast. I used to put it on toast when I was uh, trying to stay away from butter and things like that. I put it in yogurt. It's great. It never goes bad. Never goes bad. How many foods can you say that about? I think it's just one. And now, according to Nutrition Reviews, they have recently published a systematic review and meta-analysis that evaluated the effect of honey, especially raw and clover honey, on risk factors for cardiovascular disease and diabetes. And the authors found that honey consumption was linked to lower fasting blood sugar levels as well as lower levels of total cholesterol and triglycerides. My advice to you is if you use any sort of a sweetener in your life, consider replacing it with honey. There's that. All right. I want to give a commendation to NYPD Chief of Department Kenneth Corey, who has retired after 40, excuse me, after 34 years on the job. I've met Chief Corey uh, many times. Um, This guy is a cop's cop, an incredible public servant that is a, the definition of what a police officer should be. And uh, I think the least we could do for what he has given to the city is give uh, him a sincere commendation on this one. I also want to commend uh, one of our listeners who I had the privilege of meeting at Michael's of Brooklyn when she was there for Sid Rosenberg's uh, book event, and that is Sherry from Brooklyn. I think Dominic Carter had her on uh, his show because she knows Dominic too, but she retired last Tuesday after 40 years of service to the NYPD. Sherry's also another cop's cop. You know how difficult it is to have any job for 40 years, especially to stay in the police department when you could retire at like uh, so many cops seem to after 20 years. And I'm not knocking people that do that. I mean, it's part of the reason that you take the job. But if you are staying on the job for 34 years like Kenneth Corey or 40 years like Sherry from Brooklyn, who's been a regular caller to this show as well. That shows a commitment to public service and to policing. And I give her a lot of credit. Um, Want to give a, a commendation as well to Joseph Cook. I love this guy. This guy is a, a man after my Uncle Steve's heart. A metal detecting expert who dug up a $40,000 ring. What would you do? Keep it? Sell it? Not Joseph Cook, who they call Joey Digger or Joe Digger. This guy actually found this ring six inches underground, 
pulls out this beautiful, huge diamond ring. And then he launches this search to find the owners of the ring. He took to social media, made a public service announcement in hopes that the original owners would see the post. In addition, he contacted 100 jewelry stores in the state where he found it. State of Florida, I believe. With photos and descriptions of the ring. He emailed stores all the way. Um, the all of the coast of Florida, almost all the way up to Georgia. And then finally he got the call that he was waiting for, a husband who got a tip from his jeweler claiming it was his wife's lost engagement ring and sending the wedding photos to prove it. And he returned the ring, found a $40,000 engagement ring, went out of his way to find the owners and returned it. And um, penultimately... I really want to commend someone who many of you may remember from her time working on this show, and that is our former telephone talent coordinator, Gabby Lopez. Gabby was an integral part of this show. She was not only a great uh, telephone talent coordinator, but she would do those um, weekly pizza reviews on Instagram, which became quite popular. A lot of people would tune into the show just to hear her pizza reviews. And Gabby's last day at uh, our radio station was Wednesday. She'd, she'd been kicked upstairs because she did so well here. And uh, she was kicked upstairs to the podcasting department. And um, she announced that she is moving to Florida. And she got a job down there doing something interesting. But I'm wishing her the best of luck because Gabby is uh, a wonderful person. And she was great working on our show. I've missed her since she has moved on. Uh, but uh, you know what? You can't stop progress. You gotta. You always want people that are working with you to do go on to do bigger and better things. So wishing her the best of luck in Florida. I'm sorry I won't see her around the station anymore. But uh, I, uh, she's a terrific person who's going to do great. So a commendation to you, Gabby Lopez. And lastly, I want to wish a belated happy birthday to... Our, the first lady of our network, Margot Katsimatidis, who celebrated her birthday on Friday. And I texted her um, as we were leaving from Mexico, but I was very sorry that um, I didn't get to go. She was honored on Friday, and I was invited, and I didn't get to go. And there was a very stirring rendition of uh, Lee Greenwood uh, singing to Margot. Margot, and Pete, this may sound obsequious, but it happens to be true. Margot is one of the finest people that I have ever met. And um, Margot spends every day of her life helping other people's dreams come true and helping other people's wishes come true, including mine. And she really goes out of her way to pe- for people. You know, I tell these stories on the radio, and by and large, they're just stories for me to tell on the radio. I told a story two years ago about how my wife had broke this James Garfield mug that I had uh, gotten in Ohio. The next day, I don't know how she did it, Margot has two different, brand new James Garfield mugs personally delivered to me. I mean, this is a woman who has much bigger fish to fry than my broken mug, but she does that not just for me, but for everybody. She's an incredible person, and I can't think of anybody more worthy of uh, having her birthday wishes come true. So a commendation to you, Margot Katsimatidis. All right. 
Uh, if there's any comment that you have on anyone I have commended, you are welcome to comment. 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 